Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. You know, it's good sometimes to be reminded of the conveniences that we have in America. And uh, the Holocaust Jews in Russia, these are older people, I mean, just old people, and they... It's so cold, they don't have much of anything. And it's, it's amazing they can live through it. And, and, and we have all the modern conveniences. And, and our electricity goes out, you know, a couple, three, four days. And we kind of like, you know, want to bomb Appalachian power. <laughs> but uh, sometimes... It takes things like that to remind us how good we do have it in America. Uh, today, uh, we're going to talk about, a, we're going to introduce another series. And uh, before we get into the series, we just reviewed last week. Last week, we uh, end up a series on the one thing. And we said that the one thing uh, God had us to do as a congregation, as a whole, was to make sure that we... Um, uh, work together uh, for our grandparents and the sacrifices that they're going to be making to get the grandchildren here uh, to get them saved and eventually get their, the, their children saved. Also, uh, going by the way of the grandchildren back up to, to, the, to, the, uh, to the children. So we're doing that and it takes everybody to pray and everybody to serve, even though you might not want to pray or you might not want to serve, we're in this thing together. And so it takes, a, it takes all of us working together to do that. Today, uh, we're introducing a, a, a series that's called When the Devil Comes Around. When the Devil Comes Around. And uh, we're going to do a couple messages on that and... and uh, Go on to another thing, a couple, three messages probably. And we're going to start in Genesis. Let's look in Genesis chapter 3. Let's start there. We're going to talk about about four or five things uh, probably. And when the devil comes around. That's the series. But the title of the message actually is, uh, how do you know? How do you know when the devil comes? comes around. How do you know? How do you really know? And we're going to talk about a, a couple of things here. Uh, one thing here in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, one thing you can be assured of is that when you start getting thoughts to accuse God of neglect, accuse, accuse God of not really wanting you uh, to uh, have the best that you can have when you start accusing God of not having you in his mind and your best interest on his mind, you know the devil's around. You know he's around. And uh, Genesis chapter 3, which we all know uh, of when the devil came to Eve through the serpent, uh, he, he wanted to get her to start thinking 
about some things. And it says here in chapter uh, 3, verse 4, it says, The serpent said to the woman, You surely shall not die, for God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And so he's trying to appeal to her. You know, God's trying to hold back from you. Oh, yeah, he told you that, uh, that you should eat from the tree. And, and she, of course, she said not to touch it, things like that. But, but he, he, he really, uh, that's not true. God is lying to you. Uh, nothing is going to happen to you. All you have to do is, 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 is eat this thing, and then you're going to be like God. Really, God doesn't want you to be like him. He really doesn't. He doesn't want you to know uh, what he knows. He wants to keep good stuff from you. Why in the world would he want you to eat uh, all the trees in, in, in the garden until you just can't eat of this one? Why is he trying to withhold this tree? Oh, it's because this tree is an important tree. This tree is make you like he is, and he doesn't want you to be like him. And so, uh, of course, she protects. Now, whenever the enemy comes at you accusing God of anything, I don't care what he wants to accuse God of, but he will accuse God. And you've heard the, you've heard the thoughts that come to you. He could accuse you, well, you know, hey, he, he doesn't want you to have, to have a home. He doesn't want you to have children. He doesn't want you to, he, they gonna, he's going to try to accuse God. So the number one thing that we see from Genesis is that accusation of God. Was God trying to hold anything back from, from uh, Adam and Eve? No. No. He was trying to bless them. That's what he was trying to do. Bless them. And he's trying to bless us, isn't he? And so in, 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 the, in, the, in the blessings comes obedience. He's, he's, he's always going to say, going to proceed blessings with obedience. He said, well, look, okay, this is what I want you to do. And if we do it, there's a blessing that follows it. And he's already commanded the blessings to uh, be upon us. And he said that in Deuteronomy to the children of Israel. He said, I have commanded these blessings to uh, uh, come upon you, to catch you, to catch up to you. You don't have to worry about it. I will bless you. But, see, sometimes uh, we listen to the enemy. That's number one. Number two. Verse chapter four, let's go there. Now, this is, anytime you want to know the history of something, then you can always go to Genesis because Genesis gives you the beginnings. It gives you the history a lot of times of, of things. And when you want to know the, the, how marriage works, go back to the beginning. When you want to know how uh, the enemy works, go back to the beginning. Now, we see in the beginning of civilization, it says that now the man had relations with his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. And it says, she said, I have begotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. Again, she gave birth to his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the flock. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. 
So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. Abel, on his part, also brought of the person of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering. But for Cain and for his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, if you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door, and its desire is for you. But you must master it. Now, we know theologically, we can say that, well, you know, Abel, he brought an animal sacrifice because that's what he was supposed to bring uh, because God had started that when he killed an animal and clothed Adam and Eve. And so he was supposed to do that. Cain was supposed to substitute his uh, offering from the, from the ground for what, what Abel had, and he, brought, he should have brought that. Uh, but actually, it didn't tell us that. It gave us information, but it didn't give us that information. Of course, we can, you know, uh, go back to different things and, 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 and assume that. But let's take it as, as it is. Did Cain know? Did he know what he was supposed to bring? Or was he in the dark? You know, God said to Cain in verse 6, why are you angry? Why has your, why has your uh, countenance fallen? If you do well, now God wouldn't tell him, if you do well, but now I'm not going to tell you how to do well. You see, you're going to have to guess how to do well. No. He said, if you do well, your counsel will be lifted up. So Cain knew what to do, but he wouldn't do it. See, uh, now, how do we know when the devil comes around? Well, we know that he accuses God. Number two, we know that he's going to try to get you to dishonor God with your sacrifices. And that's what they were doing, sacrificing, of course. And uh, they were agricultural, so we had uh, fruit of the ground. We had, um, uh, they had flocks and things like that. But we have incomes that's, that's, that's not dealing with that. Uh, some of us do a lot of different types of work. And so, and we have our own, sometimes we have our own business and things like that. So, uh, but we do make money. We do have possessions. We do have things. And see, what, what, what Satan wants to do is to get us not to do what we know to do, even though we know to do it with our finances. That's what he wants to do. And you say, oh, man, he's going to talk about finances again. No, no, I, I'm, I'm talking about how do you know when the devil comes around? 
How do you know when he comes around? He's going to come around and try to get you, your mind, thinking different from what God has said. If God has said in his word that uh, the tithe is mine. Well, he says that in the Old Testament. The tithe is mine. And you say, well, that's Old Testament. And he says that, uh, prophet, Malachi, go tell them that they're not honoring me uh, with their tithes and offerings. And, and tell them to return to me, and I'll return to them. And they are, they are cursed with a curse. And uh, I, will, I will bless them. Matter of fact, tell them to test me with this and see when I open the windows of heaven and point a blessing they won't have room to receive. Uh, tell them that. And he tells them that. And we say, uh, oh, I hear you. I hear you. You're right. That's Old Testament also. Then he tells us in the New Testament, well, uh, you Pharisees, you should have tied your mint, your, your dill, all those little, little uh, herbs. You should have done it. But you shouldn't have left undone the weightier matters. And we said, well, they were still under the law. That's what they, they were under the law. Uh, I don't care what, whether it's Hebrews. I don't care where it is. Satan going to try to tell you, you don't have to do that. Tithing is not a New Testament principle. Matter of fact, you don't even have to give if you don't want to. And if you do give, give what you want to give. God is not into money. He's into your heart. Well, he is into our hearts, isn't he? But do you think that he wants us to ignore his word? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so, so once the enemy starts telling you this, and, and, and you say, well, oh, I wonder why am I not blessed like I should be blessed. See, Cain got angry. And anger can cause violence. So, you know, when the devil comes around, you know that he accuses God. He's going to try to get you financially corrupt, disobedient to God, and he's going to try to get you angry. Because angry, anger causes violence. And we see here that it says that Cain, in verse 8, told Abel his brother, and it came to about when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. He killed his brother. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is is Abel, your brother? He said, am I my brother's keeper? Okay, all right. Well, that's how anger works. Anger works where it starts getting you violent. Do you know that uh, domestic violence is rampant in the United States. Rampant in the United States. You have people uh, fussing and fighting, uh, men hitting on women and stuff. It's just terrible. Terrible. And, and it, it was no difference in the, in, the, in the Old Testament. No difference at all. Because God brought a flood. Why did he bring the flood? He said that 
He wants to, he, he's going to get rid of man because man was corrupt. That's what man was. Let's look at verse 11 of chapter 6 of, of Genesis. He said he was corrupt. He said, now the earth was corrupt in the sight of God, and the earth was filled with violence. With violence. He said, God looked on the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, and all flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. And so, today, we can, we can say, well, that was the Old Testament. We're in New Testament grace. We don't have to worry about violence now. Oh, we don't, huh? Well, you must not read the news, you know, because, or listen to the news, uh, because there is still violence on the earth. And it's not getting any better at all. And, and so we know that the devil is around when violence stirs up people, the devil is around. So we, we've gone over, over some ways that the devil, you know the devil's around. When we start accusing God, who's accusing that that's the devil is around? When we start dishonoring God with our finances, the devil's around. When we start being violent, the devil is around. He is around. I'm telling you, he's around. He is around. And so I said, well, God, this is really, really not a good situation here, but it's telling us some things that we need to know. I want to go to another place. Um, let's go to Numbers, because that's a that's a place I want to uh, just close up at in Numbers, and I think I want chapter 14. I think I want chapter 14. And no, 16. Well, Numbers chapter 16. Let's go there. Let's start in verse 1. Now, Korah, the son of Esau, the son of Koath, the son of Levi, and Dathan of Byron. Then we got we got these three men, and they rose up before Moses, together with some of the sons of Israel, two hundred and fifty leaders of the congregation, chosen in the assembly, men of renown. They assembled themselves together against Moses. And Aaron. And they said to them, You have gone far enough, for all the congregation are holy, every one of them, 
and the Lord is in their midst. So why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? When Moses heard this, he fell on his face. And he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show you who is his and who is holy and will bring him near to himself, even the one whom he would choose. He will bring near to himself. Now, that's a, that's a terrible accusation because the sons of Levi, they were chosen by God for the things of the tabernacle. And so they had a place in the kingdom and they had a, an important role, but they also wanted more of the role. In other words, why is, is, why is Moses and why is Aaron top dogs? Why can't we all be top dogs and we all uh, be in this thing together? Co-equal. Yeah. And God doesn't do that. And so let's go to, to uh, verse 19. Thus Korah assembled all the congregation against them at the doorway of the tent of meetings, and the glory of the Lord appeared to the congregation. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among this congregation, that I may consume them instantly. Now, that's not good. That's not good. All that kind of stuff, and he's doing a new thing. You know he's not too happy. Well, you know that the devil's around when we start accusing God of whatever, of whatever, not looking out for our best interest. When we start dishonoring God now with our finances, when we get violent, get angry, and want to hurt somebody. And the last thing I just said, and I want to put a handle to that, is that we know the devil's around when we start accusing God of really not knowing what he's doing. In other words, Look, nobody is anointed but the whole congregation. And is that true? Yes. Aren't we all anointed? We all have that unction inside of us, don't we? We all do. We all have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We all are anointed. We all are. But God also has anointed leaders. He has. And so you don't mess with God's anointed leaders with your mouth or with nothing else. 
You just don't do it. You don't rise up against God's anointed leader. I don't care how bad they are. And we know that from uh, the from from David, don't we? We know that that that, that David was anointed king. And you know that if it weren't for God, David wouldn't have been anointed king. He was the least. He didn't look like a king. His older brother looked like a king. He didn't look like a king. He was out there guarding sheep and everything. He, he, he wouldn't have been chosen by nobody. But God chose him. And when God chose him, that means that don't mess with him. But also, God chose Saul. Didn't he? He, he, he chose King Saul. Even though he told Saul, hey, you know, I'm going to get rid of you and I'm going to get me uh, somebody else that's better than you. Until God does it, don't you do it. Don't mess with God's anointing. And so uh, David knew that principle. So even though he had been anointed king, and even though Saul was chasing him, wanted to kill him with a spear, wanted to do all amount of harm to him, chased him down like a rabbit, he, David, did not kill him. He didn't touch him. Now, he could have. He had opportunities to harm Saul. Matter of fact, people told him, hey, God has delivered him into your hand. Now's the time. Kill him. No. There's no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And so, that's one of the reasons David was a man after God's own heart, because he understood that, that God has a time. He has a time. And there are some wicked, wicked kings in this uh, Bible. You know? Matter of fact, all Israel's kings that were, that's from the divided division, that's at the, at the uh, you know, uh, Solomon had, 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 had finished reigning, from the divided kingdom on, all of Israel's kings were, were wicked, all of them, and most of Judah's. But they were kings. And you don't mess with God's anointed. Okay? Uh, so uh, I'm telling you that this is very important. You know Satan is around. The devil, is a, he's coming around. He's around when you start getting thoughts. Well, you know, this person is this way. They shouldn't be this way. They ought to be doing this. They ought to be doing that. And all this kind of stuff that Satan feeds us to try to make us think that, you know, uh, we'll be better off with somebody else. And we probably will. We probably would. You know? Uh, But it's not up to us, is it? It's not up to us. And so uh, God taught me that uh, a long time ago. And and, um, I said, well, you know what, God? I'm going to take up for the leaders. I'm going to take up for them because 
because I know that when somebody starts talking behind their back, I'm going to take up for them because I know that they shouldn't be doing this. And I know, I didn't know it at the time, but that pleased God. That pleased God. Because most people, when you're talking about a leader, most people will listen, but they won't say anything. They won't say anything. They're not agreeing with you, but they won't say anything because they don't want to disagree with you. They don't want you to know anything, so uh, they're going to just listen to you. And sometimes some people agree with you. But, but I'm telling you that you need to take up for your leader. You need to take up for them. As, you know, no matter how bad they are. And our leaders of this country, I'm going to tell you, I don't care who they have been. It has been none good. None. Not one. Matter of fact, God says that who's good? Only God. Only God. So it's no need to get angry because you uh, like one political party over another. I don't care what you like. It doesn't matter. None's good. None's good. Not one. <laughs> Not one. You see? Uh, so, so, so God doesn't want us talking about our political leaders. He doesn't. Because he says that all authority is from where? Above. He put authority in existence. He said, well, I don't think he put him in existence. You know? Well, now, he put the system into existence, and we have the privilege of voting uh, for it. Uh, uh, but it doesn't matter is that God put authority and structure into existence. And so we need to abide by that. We really do. As, as, you know, as, as much as I, you know, um, sometimes you dislike something, there is a... There's an order to things, and you just got to go by the order. You know, when, when you're in, in, in a grocery store, you got to do what you're supposed to do, what they call you to do. You just can't get things and walk out of the store and say, I'll come back and pay you later. I'll, you know, you can't do that. They have a system. You know? and, and so whether you like it or not, then you just got to deal with it. And that's what we have to do with our parents. That's what we had to do with our uh, governmental leadership. That's what we had to do with our uh, church leadership. That's what we got to do with our leadership in our homes. You know, because uh, some people, they, they, they just uh, talk about their, their mates, uh, some, some bad. Like, and, and, hey, you don't want to talk about your mate. You know, don't talk about your mate. You know, you cover your mate. Don't talk about him. Cover your mate. Because God gave you your mate. And you say, well, God didn't give them to me. I chose them. And I was wrong when I chose them. You know? Well, that was your choice. That was your choice. God told you scripturally what to look for and how to choose. So that's up to you. Yeah. Now, since you chose it, then, then deal with it. So I'm telling you, 
when the devil comes around, you know he's around because he's going to accuse God. You know he's around because he's going he's to try to get you to dishonor God with your finances. You know he's, come, he's around when uh, you get angry and want to get violent. You know he's around when you want to run down your leadership, regardless of whether it's the President of the United States or whether it is. Don't touch them with your, with your, with your mouth. And, and I'm telling you, uh, I haven't touched our president with my mouth except to pray for the, for the man. That's what I do. I pray. Just like I prayed for the last one we had, which was another political uh, persuasion. I still pray for the person. Uh, just like I do this, I pray. That's all I do, pray. But there's no need to talk about it. Because that, that, that's going to cause problems to me. Yeah. The last thing is that you know the devil uh, is, has come around when he accuses the brethren. He's the accuser of the brethren. You know he's a deceiver. And he deceived Eve. Uh, you know he, he, he's a deceiver. He's going to try to get you to, of course, uh, think that God accused God of holding things back, but he's also an accuser of the brother. And when, when you start accusing each other of things, the devil is around because he's the accuser of the brother. He is the accuser of the brother. That's scripture now. Satan is the accuser of the brother. And so we don't want to be partakers of the devil's work, do we? So we don't want to be accusing each other because we know that's the devil's work. We don't want to do that. And so that's why he told us that you don't speak against one another. And he, he told us about uh, don't be a gossiper. Don't be entertaining gossip because those things uh, is not good because it's, it's accuser of the brother. We're not going to accuse each other. We're just not going to do it. We're going to uphold each other. Because that's what love does, doesn't it? Love overlooks a multitude of sins, doesn't it? That's what, that's what love does. It overlooks a, a multitude of sins. And we, we overlook a multitude of sins on, on, on people, on some, on, I'll put it this way. We overlook a multitude of sins every day. Every day. Just not on somebody else. Right? It's always on what? Ourselves. We overlook a multitude of sins. All the time. All the time. And so why not let's overlook a multitude of sins on each other? You see? Because we know that he's the accuser of the brother. And so we know that. Now, now I know that I'm not perfect. And you know that you're not perfect. And so why judge me by your strengths? Why should I judge you by my strength? Because that's what we do. I don't judge you by my, by my weaknesses. Because that might be a strength of yours. You see? See what, so, so God says, no, don't do that. I want you to leave people alone and just bless people. Bless people. I suppose they, they are cursing me. Bless them. 
does he say that? Bless them. Okay. Let's go. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.